Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, welcome back. Four o'clock with uh, Isaac and Souk. Oregon taking on Washington this weekend at Autzen. Big rivalry game. Here is the uh, coach for his weekly visit here on The Fan uh, Dan Lanning, and I got to tell you, you are making us a better show, Dan. It's helping. Yes. Well, because this is good. Well, no. First of all, your interviews are great. Yes, but I was going to tell you, you're so prompt every week because we're notoriously not on time, right? Because let's be efficient. You... What's that? Yeah, let's let's be efficient, <laughs> right? Let's let's figure out how to improve our efficiency. This is good. Well, yeah, and because you're so prompt, we are now on time yeah. every week because we know you're going to be there right at 4, and now it is efficient because Ryan just completed his sports yeah. update. We're playing good, solid situational radio at this point. And we, and we didn't have to I'll make be you honest, wait. guys, you caught. Yeah, well, and, and the negative of that is uh, I just picked up some Halloween candy, so whenever you guys like <laughs> went back, I, I assumed there was going to be a couple minutes there. So I was mid-Almond Joy. Ah, like I, I was halfway through an Almond Joy right when you uh, – Right when you started talking, so I was I, I had to swallow that fast to be able to respond. Okay. Well, let's ask the but, question though. I appreciate was, it. Was the almond joy? Was it just the only piece of candy, or did you seek out an almond joy? No. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, it was in the pile of candy, mm. and uh, yeah, I seeked out. I'm, a, I'm an almond joy guy. The almond joy. Sure. I think it's the most controversial of the Halloween candy. Well, it's the coconut. Yeah. I mean, not everybody's coconut guy. Really. I think so. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I'm a big fan. I mean, what I don't get enough of is mounds. Would I? W- I wish <laughs> the almond joy had dark chocolate. That yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Interesting. You know like a mounds make with an almond joy. I mean, I think that would be a hit. <laughs> wow. Well, if this football thing doesn't work out, you know, you've got a yeah. you've got a career in the <laughs> like the designer candy business. I like where this is going. That's right. <laughs> now. Yeah. Uh, truth, you are playing the Washington fight song over and over this week, leaving your players like rabid animals with rabies going up to Seattle. There's some truth to that, yeah. <laughs> I love that. How do you stay creative with your message week after week? Like, that's new, right? You haven't done that yet this year, I would imagine? No, we haven't done that. No, uh, I mean, yeah, I think it just takes a little bit of time and effort to think about things like that, right? Um you know, we, we, we spend a lot of time thinking about how, how do we want to approach each week and what's our messaging for the week. Um, you know, you got to keep life interesting and recycle doesn't always work and just doing the same thing over and over again doesn't always work. And we want to say, you know, stay fresh in our approach and make sure we keep the things that we think are important at the forefront of our program. 
when you took this job, did did you kind of dig through? I mean, this this is obviously for a lot of Duck fans. This is their biggest rival, not Oregon State, not for me from out here. Did you take some time to kind of dig around and and just kind of to do some research on this? Uh, not necessarily this game in particular. I was, I mean, I was familiar with it. You know, I've always been familiar with it. But um, when I when I took the job, certainly did some some uh, you know studying the history and the research of of just in general the Oregon program. How did the idea of getting uh, Sewell a shot at a touchdown come about? Um, yeah, I give credit to our offensive staff being creative. We talked about it early on um, in the season and just looked for the opportunity for it to, you know, um, kind of create itself. And obviously we've done some stuff with some big personnel groups and uh, we, we buzz through explosive plays kind of every week as a staff. And I kind of joked around with, you know, Coach Dillingham about, you know, the triple option approach a little bit with Navy and Army and how that would be tough to defend. Um, and we thought he might be a good fit for that package if we decided to put, you know, some, all, some small pieces of that in there. Does that go along with just trying to kind of keep it fresh? Because you, you threw a touchdown pass to a tackle, a quarterback, and you had your All-American linebacker run one in in the same game. Yeah, when you can, um, when you can do some things that are really – you know, tough for a defense to defend, but don't don't require a, a ton of recall and and refreshing for the offense. I think that's what can be really challenging for an opponent. This is uh, Oregon's Dan Lanning with us here on the Fan every Thursday at this time. Penix looks good, um, but I wonder. You know, you 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 guys prepared for DTR earlier this year. He's more of a scrambler, Penix pocket passer. Is it make it harder? It, like, I guess my question is: Is Penix? harder to prepare for or is it more of a scrambler type guy like uh dtr yeah they're two they're two really different players they're not they're not really the same player uh in my mind obviously dtr is definitely more definitely more involved in the run game um you know if you go back and look at you know him coming into our game he, he really hadn't completed as many he was really accurate um he completed a lot of passes but those weren't really passes down the field the biggest difference in Penix is his, his ability to throw the ball down the field and connect. You know, they've connected on a lot of shots downfield. They're the number one passing team in the nation. So for, for a good reason, that's that's what he's been really elite at. So when you look at your guys this year, you know, it's 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 been kind of playing in space. How When you go back and do your deep dive, it, it feels like that that's been more of the problem is the underneath stuff than maybe necessarily getting beat over the top. Is that fair? Yeah, there's been moments where we've, we've certainly been beaten both, but um, – yeah, you know, early on in the season for sure, and and certainly through moments of the season, uh, our ability to tackle one space, get guys down, is something we've worked really hard to improve, and certainly an area that um, we got to be better. At. I don't know how many. There's been some shots downfield, but I wouldn't say that's where yeah. people are making their hay right now against us. It's probably been a little bit more in space. How much live tackling and stuff can you do during the season to work on something like that? Well, we do a lot of what we call thud tackling. You know, it's where you you uh, thud to contact, but you're able to still try to keep the opponent up, the the um, the runner up. But it it you create that contact from you know putting chest on chest and body on body and get the tight wrap, but don't necessarily go to the ground. Uh, I think that's where a lot of injuries will occur when you tackle all the way to the ground. Um, but we do a, we do a lot of thud tackling in practice. Um, try to recreate that a lot in practice. How much do you allow yourself to get caught up in the college football playoff rankings? Uh, I don't know if you believe me or not, but I don't really pay attention to it. I mean, at the end of the day, win. That's the recipe, right? Win. And and then the decisions you don't make, you worry about the things you can control. Red light, green light. Like, what can I control? I'm going to focus on all the things I can control. If we win, 
the rest takes care of itself. And if, if it doesn't work out, then at the end of the day, it wasn't our decision anyway. Right. So worry about what you can control and focus on those moments when, when, uh, and maximize our ability to be the best team we can possibly be. I don't believe you. <laughs> no, I'm, just, fair. I'm just kidding. So three. Okay. So I don't want to ask you about the Auburn thing. Who cares? But I do, you know, it's interesting. We are, uh, fans are conditioned to not believe coaches. Interestingly enough, you said, I don't know if you believe me or not, because so many coaches have said one thing and then, and done another three of the last four coaches here have, have left for a prettier girl. So you can imagine there is a little PTSD for fans. But I get the sense for you, and we've gotten to know you a little bit here over these last uh, few months, this move to Oregon maybe wasn't just a, as much a football-only move for you. How big was your family and what they wanted in, in deciding to take this job, and how do they feel about the Northwest so far? Yeah, they love it here. We love it here. Um, and, you know, I don't blame anybody for feeling that way, but I'll just say, you know, actions speak louder than words. So we just, you know, but the, ultimately this place was a fit, not just for me from a standpoint of as a football coach, this was a fit for my family. And um, I don't mind saying it. Like I'm not a, I'm not a fit for the big city and the traffic. And there's a lot of pieces that, that, that don't make a lot of sense for me. This, everything about uh, the university of Oregon and our ability to win here, our ability to retain coaches and, elite uh you know go recruit elite players all those things every box gets checked here for me and i was looking for a place not only where i can raise my family but also have success on the football field and all those things kind of add up here yeah you know it's funny coach some coaches are just all about climbing the ladder but i don't i don't get that sense with you i mean you've already brought up you know you're you've had one kid who's lived in eight states you know you know you've talked Mm -hmm. to us about the perspective you have from your wife's cancer diagnosis I would imagine that changes a guy. Like it makes you maybe take your eye off of, oh, I got to get to the next big um, job, and you know, appreciate what you have in a good place like Eugene. Yeah, and I'll, I guess I want up you and say, like, I, this is the top of the ladder, man. This is Oregon. This is like a this is an elite program. You know, yeah, I gotta wake up and pinch myself. Like, I don't I don't know that there is better than here, right? And uh, I appreciate that and think about that every single day. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not chasing opportunities anymore. I've, I've I've got the opportunity I want. Well, and you've seen kind of top of the mountain, and you know you've mentioned that Oregon has everything you need to succeed here, and you you know from facilities to recruiting to the ability to, to obtain coaches. Can you ballpark just how many of those jobs you think there are in America that you really actually have enough to win national championships? Because I I don't think it's as many as people think. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, even even more so now with the landscape of college football changing with name, image, likeness, and all those pieces, I, I agree with you. I don't think there's that many. Um, I, I couldn't give you a guess. I don't know. You know, there there might be 10 to 15 programs that are going to be in that category maybe. I don't, I don't, I don't even know if it's that high. Um, but Oregon's certainly in that in that category. Yeah, I always feel like it, at times I, – I, sometimes I feel bad for coaches that take good jobs, but the expectations – at some of those jobs, especially if you've had success in the past, I just think some of those things can be, they're, they're almost death traps the moment you take that job and people expect you in two years to be beating Alabama and Georgia. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a tough pr- profession. I think every coach knows what they signed up for, but it's also super rewarding. So uh, don't feel too sorry for them. <laughs> and we have breaking news now. Our listeners, the, the spy network at the, at the fan here is everywhere. And we are being told at Costco... There is a dark chocolate candy that is very, very similar to a dark chocolate mounds. Uh, but it has a nut in it as well, like an almond joy. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. What's it called? I don't know. He he said I'll read his exact text. It says Costco has a dark chocolate coconut type thing <laughs> that's kind of like a dark chocolate mountain. Mm. So maybe the, we can't confirm there's a nut in it. So I got to just go do some research, I guess, when I have some spare time between the, the Husky game this weekend and yeah. uh, next opponent. Maybe I can swing by Costco and yeah. see what they got. You got time, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, yes. I'm sure yeah. you, you, got, you got a lot of downtime. Here's a question. Fine. I got a question for you. What's the best sandwich? Dan Lanning needs a sandwich. Mm-hmm. What's he getting? All right. Well, this is like saying I can go anywhere in the world. Yeah. Or does yeah, it have to be exactly. here? No, no. Anywhere. Because okay. So I don't know if you ever been to Pittsburgh. There's two. That my, I have two sandwiches. All right. Per, Pittsburgh has this spot called Permani Brothers. When I w- was a GA at Pitt, and they actually put fries and coleslaw and everything on oh. the sandwich. It's unbelievable. Phenomenal. But my favorite sandwich of all time would be Arthur Bryant's in, yes. in Kansas City, Missouri. It's a barbecue spot. Yeah. Um, Arthur Bryant's. Uh, and it's a combo sausage ham, yeah. It's it's special. It's different. They throw it on some Wonder Bread, a little bit of Arthur Bryan sauce. It's it's the best. I love that you had those ready to go. That was like dual holster from the hip. That's a sandwich man. Yes. Well, I mean, I like food. Yeah. Like food. <laughs> you, you spend time thinking about like these critical questions. You never know when they'll come up. You want to be ready when when that's right. Comes. Yeah, you got to have that holstered. Yeah. Now I got to follow up on the call map. Um, you you mentioned last week that you used yeah. the the call map. I I didn't follow up at the time, but I, I it bothered me this week thinking about that. What settings do you use? Well, I don't have like particular setting. I'll I'll kind of uh, you know flip through and figure out what fits the mood and the time. Like I like the soundscapes at mm-hmm. night. You know, sometimes I'll listen to the soundscapes, but I'm not gonna lie. Every once in a while, I'll let Matthew McConaughey tell me a story at night. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's a lot of different things on there you can use. They, you know, they have meditations. They have, uh, you know, the daily. Oh, oh, snipered. We lose him. It says he's still there, but I think we got a. He hit a cell block, maybe. Mm. Oh, that's too bad. Well, we're we're up against it anyway. Well, we were. So, in the, yeah, that was look. We were into some good content, though. and he's not wrong in that Matthew McConaughey can tell you a lullaby. I mean, is that, that right? Oh yeah. On call on the call map. Yeah. So you can get. Matthew McConaughey to read you a lullaby. Yeah. Wow. Well, it's like, yeah, he'll be like reading a, a story or whatever, and it's, uh, it's. That's soothing. It's great. His voice is, is like, uh, human NyQuil. Okay. So Buck said, he, yeah, he's not there anymore. We, we got cut off, but he's, you know, we're, we're, we're at the end anyway. So if he calls back, Buck, tell him, uh, he's great. Thank you. And thanks for the time. Uh, good, yeah, another good one today with Dan Lanning. Yeah, very open. See, I told you he's mm. he's not a shyster like some of these uh, other coaches seem I just, to be. I just love he's, that he's he takes, honest. I love that he takes his sandwich game that seriously. He's honest. I mean, anyone that puts that much thought into the sandwich game, yeah, you know he's a he's a true American. Yes, and that Arthur Bryant sandwich. I've not been to Pittsburgh, but mm-hmm. the Arthur Bryant sandwich he's talking about is legit. Yeah, Arthur Bryant's is killer. Yeah, well, everyone should have. A favorite sandwich from a national standpoint, and then uh, from a local, right? Because there is a difference. Like you said, do you have to get it here locally, or can you go somewhere else? And I feel like you should have one of those ready at all times because, like, the, the basis of any good lunch is is a sandwich. Yeah, and we can all relate. Well, as men, yeah, we can. We can all relate to that as men. We it's uh, sandwich. Oh no. Well, yeah. well I mean, <laughs> yeah, if you um, <laughs> get him back on. <laughs> Yeah, we can just exchange pleasantries and move on. Yeah, I'm sure he's got to go for another. Yeah, interview. he's got to go. Oh, is it? Hello, Dan. Dan Lanning. 
Buck, how about this? <laughs> we Let lose, the man move on. We lose him again. With his day. <laughs> he's got a big game Saturday. And I know he's got another call after us. So. Well, and he's probably got to go to Costco to check out yeah. potential dark chocolate mounds. It's called the, uh, somebody said, same guy, um, it's called an Unreal Not Almond, and it's branded as healthier. Mm. And that isn't the dark chocolate supposed to be healthier? Dark chocolate, dark, dark chocolate is indeed healthier yeah. than milk chocolate. So that's probably why they brand it that yeah. way. Yeah. Um, well, okay. Dan Lanning, Oregon's coach, joins us at four o'clock for some uh, for some whims- whimsical football discussion yeah. every Thursday. So make sure you tune in. Sandwich call map. I mean, this is what we do. Yeah. I, I can't, look, the the almond joy thing that is controversy. It is. Well, it, it is if you don't like almond joys. It's not if you do, because I love Almond Joy. I'm a coconut guy. love yeah. coconut. Almond Joys are great, and I don't understand the people that, that don't like Almond Joys. But this is why I say it's the most polarizing Halloween candy. But I get it. Half the people are just are not coke. I can totally see how you cannot be a coconut person, because I think that's what it is, yeah. right? If you, yes, and the, the texture of the it throws people off. Yeah. But if you gave a bowl of Halloween candy, and we threw it all in the middle, and we just put it in the middle of any office setting... The candy that will be left last, I'm not saying that people won't enjoy it, but the candy that will be last, it will be the last one on the island, will be the Almond Joy. It will be. Yeah. Maybe a York Peppermint Patty, perhaps, will be swimming around in there with it. But they're just... uh... Did we break news there, by the way? What? Did he say, was his exact quote, I'm done shopping, or or, what did he say? I, Um, I, I played it back on our logger, and he said, I'm not chasing opportunities anymore. I've got the opportunity I want. Yeah. How about that? Right there. You buy that? <laughs> I do enjoy that he said you can believe me or not. He's like, I, yeah. you're not going to believe me. But, all right, good stuff. Um, Dan Lanning, Thursdays at 4. Up next, oh, I have a follow-up on why the Seahawks have uh, so many fans in Germany. Oh, okay. Again, our listeners coming through yet again. This is Somebody text in uh, this man's name, and sure enough, it's true. So I'll tell you that next, okay? Let's do it. It's uh, 417. Oh, one other tease, real quick. This will be corkscrewed in next because we have a very busy 5 o'clock hour. Did you see the bizarre Mario Cristobal quote that's floating around? Mm, I don't know. Depends on what Maybe you didn't. the quote was. Well, I'm going to give it to you. By the way, Coach just called back again, again. to apologize oh. for, for dropping the call. He just wanted to say sorry. That was all. No, all good. Was he driving or something, or what was going on there? I don't know. He just felt bad that he left us hanging, and he's a gentleman, so he uh, he said yeah. sorry. He is a gentleman. I love Dan Lanning. <laughs> I think you have a I, dude, full-on I, man crush. What a dude. I love him. Yeah. I love him. And I think some of it is the Midwest thing. Yeah, the Midwest like, sensibilities. Yeah, but he's do you, great. Do you want to give him a hug? Because I kind of feel like you do. I kind of want to fist bump him and then like go bump. go drink with him. <laughs> I want to buy him a beer. That's that. Yeah, you, yeah. You took the words out. of He's like a cool dude to hang out with. Yeah. We've I, learned. I, I He's def- also like my age. I know that part is isn't is that weird. wild? That you're like what ten years? I'm eleven years <laughs> older than that dude. <laughs> you old bastard. He could call me dad. <laughs> That's awkward. Oh, that is awkward. Uh, yeah, dad. Should we go to break? It's worse if he called you daddy. Yeah, we probably <laughs> should go to break, daddy. <laughs> All right. Uh, it is now four eighteen on the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 